You're listening to Trickle Down Theories, where football knowledge is power. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now, here's Eric Trickle. Afternoon or evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Trickle Down Theories podcast. I'm your host, Eric Trickle. On Trickle Down Theories, we talk about all things that involve in the, the NFL signings, trades, rosters, team meets, anything and everything you think of. And we have a focus on the Denver Broncos, as I am an analyst with MyLineHuddle.com. Today, I'm coming to you after the Chiefs beat the Broncos and swept them on the season. I mean, I know a sweep is hard, especially, I mean, obviously against a division opponent. At least it wasn't the Raiders. I mean, I'd much rather lose, get swept by a team as talented as the Chiefs are than as poorly as the Raiders are. And today's podcast is going to be largely focused on this Chiefs game and not so much what happened in the game. I mean, I will be talking about that a little bit, but it's just going to be a somber note about this Broncos team and putting blame on one person in particular who just quite hasn't gotten the blame that he rightfully deserves. Now, before I get into that stuff, I just want to say thank you to our great sponsor in Audible. You guys can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash huddle up. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from on your phone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that is www.audibletrial.com slash huddle up. I use Audible. I absolutely love it. I'm a busy man. have work as a security guard, have taken care of my daughter, have spending time with my wife. As spending time with my parents, my nieces, nephews, and spending time with friends, as well as doing stuff for mylighthuddle.com. I don't always have the time to sit down and open a book and read it. And I don't know about y'all, but reading is one of my favorite pastimes. I absolutely love to sit down and read. I just don't have the time for it anymore. When I was a kid, I would sit down and read for hours on end, but I had to grow up. Audible, thankfully, allows me to still get that book into my brain, so to speak, without having to sit down and actually read it. I'm able to plug it in on my phone and just listen to the book while I'm doing other stuff. It is often that I'm actually listening to a book while I'm recording these podcasts. Not really, but I, I am often listening to them when I'm writing for milehuddle.com, working on an article or even doing film stuff. So I absolutely love it. It's great. And it works for me. And I highly recommend it. Now, about this Broncos Chiefs game, there was some high highs and some low lows, as there are in every single game. Case Keenum, he's not a great quarterback. I don't think anybody ever thought he was. But despite his performance against the Chiefs, he still is a quarterback that you can win with. And I know a lot of people don't agree with that. I know a lot of people want to put all this blame on him. But it's not placed rightfully there. This offensive line, they're still a good unit. They have their issues in pass protection, but they are a really good run-blocking unit. Now remember, they are a really good run-blocking unit. Can you guys remember that? Because our coaching staff doesn't seem like they're able to. This Broncos offense was doing things that were effective. They were going forward. They were getting positive yards. They were having good plays, making positive plays. It started off really good for them. And then I come down to one third and two play where the Denver Broncos try a jet sweep to Emmanuel Sanders and they lose six yards on it. Now, why? That's the question I have. And I hope that some reporter in Denver asks Vance Joseph this. Why? Why did you call the jet sweep? You had two running backs who, in Philip Lindsay and Devontae Booker, were averaging 5.5 yards and 6.3 yards per carry. 
Why go to a jet sweep instead of not trusting them to pick up two yards going north and south? Why did you try to get too cute and call that? It, it baffles me as a fan that of this of this team that we have play callers who can't seem to use these players to their strengths. I talked about how Case Keenum's not a great quarterback, but you can still win with him. And you can. Roll him out of the pocket. Use play action passes. Use a run to set up the passing game. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL off of play action. But Bill Musgrave is one of the coaches who calls the least. That doesn't make sense. Why are you doing that? Why can't you call a game consistently that uses these offensive players to their strengths? It's mind-boggling that this coaching staff just can't get that in their minds. They had a chance to beat this Chiefs team. The defense, yeah, they gave up some bad plays in the first half and to start the second half that first drive. But after that, they really kind of recouped and they stood their ground. They caused a turnover. They were getting after the quarterback. They were causing three and outs. But this this offense went away from what was working. They went away from the run-heavy play-action pass game that was working so well for them in this fourth quarter. They went to their three wide and were dealing with three and outs, turnovers, and just mistake after mistake after mistake. At one point to start this start the game, they ran one play out of three wide, three wide, and it ended in a fault and it ended in an incomplete pass. Then after on um, like their fourth drive or whatever, I can't remember what drive it was exactly, but they run four plays in three wide, one incomplete pass, one big gain on a run play, and then two sacks, one of them which was a strip sack. Stop running plays out of three wide. It's not working. The only time it has been effective for the Broncos this season has been in two-minute drills. That last drive in the first half was fantastic, and Denver was three or four wide almost every single play. It worked because they were hurrying up, no huddle, getting to the line quick, getting the play out, and moving the ball. Yeah, they had some help by some bad defensive coverages, by some confusion on the defensive side of the ball, but that happens. Then again, in the at the end of the fourth quarter, in the second half, they were... And in the two-minute drill, they went three and four wide, and they were moving the ball pretty well. They get to the end zone, and they go away from stuff that was working. They slow things down. They don't go to the run game. They don't trust the run game. Why? Joe Woods and Vance Joseph have been on the hot seat for a while, but Bill Musgrave should be on the hottest seat of them all. Now, before I continue on about why Bill Musgrave should be on the hot seat and why he shouldn't be with the Broncos past today, really, past this game. He shouldn't make it far into the week with them. I just want to let you guys know that. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you can turn $100 into $600. There's so much to bet on. Playoff baseball, basketball, hockey, and the huge UFC fight this weekend between Cormier and Lewis. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great reviews online, and their mobile site is so easy to use. Backed by popular... Backed by popular demand, MyBookie will offer 100% bonus for one more week this year. That's right. Have you been thinking about placing a pick all season but haven't manned up yet? Well, it's time to make your move. After Sunday's kickoff, you can kiss that bonus goodbye. 
Also make sure to follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter or Instagram. They personally respond to every mention and DM, not to mention that they've given away nearly $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Log on to MyBookie right now. Don't miss out on your last opportunity to collect the industry's biggest bonus. Use promo code Theories1, T-H-E-O-R-I-E-S, and the number 1, and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. That's promo code Theories1. You guys play, you guys win, you guys get paid. Now, back to Bill Musgrave and his frustrating play call, play calling. And there's so many plays that I can just pick out of all over the season that show that this guy just cannot do it. There's so many plays from just this game alone that show that he is he panics. Denver was down and they panicked and they went away from things that were working. It's third and two and they're not he's not trusting the right guys. He's not trusting his running backs to pick up two yards when they've shown time and time again that they can do it. There was one drive where it was it was another third and two drive, and they tried to swing a swing pass out in the flats to Devontae Booker. But on the next drive, it's second and two, and they run up the gut with Devontae Booker, and he picks up like eight yards. I can't remember how many yards exactly, but I know it was quite a bit. Why aren't you trusting these backs? They've shown they can get the job done. This offensive line, despite their issues in pass protection, they are one of the best run-blocking units in the NFL. You're not trusting them at all. You paid all this money to Case Keenum and what? You're trying to force him to do well? Trying to force him to do great things? It's not working. Bill Musgrave, it is time for you to go. If you cannot call a game that uses the strengths of your players on offense, you do not deserve to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Because as a coach, that is your responsibility. That is your job. You call these plays that use uses each player's strengths. You don't go away from things that work to things that aren't working. That's shooting your own team in the foot. And that's what happened against the Chiefs. It's frustrating to see as a fan. Because this is a team that despite their issues on deep, despite the bad plays they had before this, it entered the fourth quarter and they still had a chance to come back and win this game. The defense was stepping up, they were getting stops, they were doing the right thing, and you go away from what was working. You get too cute throwing a flea flicker for no freaking reason you're throwing doing a flea flicker. Now, if you're doing a flea flicker, you better be throwing that ball 30 yards downfield, but they weren't. That play was a horrible play call, and it was horribly executed. That jet sweep on third and two was a horrible play call, and it was horribly executed. The other third and two on the swing pass to Booker was a stupid play call and poorly executed. It was read from the start by the Kansas City Chiefs. That jet sweep was read from the start by the Kansas City Chiefs. That flea flicker, the cornerback just jumped the get jumped the route. Case Keenum doesn't have the arm strength to throw that throw that route. Phil Bunzi didn't know how to properly execute the bat, the toss on the flea flicker. Back to Keenum. It was a horrible play. Then you're on the two yard line, going for a two point conversion, right? And I know on third and two, twice I was talking about, hey, the Broncos need to run this, run the ball. And here on this two-point conversion, they run the ball. To hell with how the Kansas City Chiefs were stacked. They were loose on the sides, clear in the middle. They were sold out to stop the run, and you decide to run at them. Philip Lindsay almost got it, which is a testament to how good Philip Lindsay actually is. Philip Lindsay is already a really good NFL running back. He runs so tough. He's so quick. He hits his top speed so quickly. But that was not a time for them to run the ball. Two-point conversion. Chiefs stacked. 
Heavy on the line, clear in the middle, loose on the sides. Run a slant. Run Thomas or Sanders on a slant. Now, I know what some of you listeners may be thinking, thinking about, oh, I was cl- crying about the third and two calls that the jet sweep and the toss, and now here I am. They actually run it on a two-yard situation. But the fact of the matter is, is when you look at these, you have to look at what the Chiefs, what the defense is setting up to stop. On those two third and two situations, the Chiefs were clear in the middle. They weren't stacked up heavy on the line. Denver had a shot to run up and get those two yards. On the two-point conversion, the Chiefs, they were, again, clear in the middle, but they were heavy on the line. They sold out. They gave up the whole end zone, practically, to shut down the run on this two-point conversion. Now, I'm starting to question how much leeway Case Keenum has to audible calls. Because if he has no leeway, then it makes sense that this wasn't audible. But this was a two-point conversion that was was a bad call, and he should have audibled out of it. He should have seen this. He should have seen the clear clearing that they had to throw a to throw a pass and pick it up. I mean, it just it's it's been it was abysmal play calling at times today, which is so frustrating because they started off so good. There were so many times this game where they had really great play calling. They stuck to their strengths. They used their strengths, and they ran the ball, and they moved the ball, and they put points on the board. They go away from that, and the offense stalls. I see it. Hopefully, all you listeners see it. I know my colleagues see it. My friends, my family, they all see it, and some of them don't know that much about football. They all see this issue. Why can't the coaches, why can't you stick with what works, Mr. Musgrave? All right, guys. That's not going to wrap it up for the podcast, but that's going to wrap it up about my rant on Bill Musgrave I wanted to be talking about. Just quickly, I'm going to be talking about just a few other things coming up mainly the trade deadline. But before I get to that, I want to let you guys remind you listeners to please give us a click and subscribe to us on iTunes as well as Stitcher. Don't forget to share us on Facebook and Twitter. We wouldn't be here today without you listeners, so please go take the time, go to iTunes, Spreaker. We're also on Spotify now to rate, subscribe, and let your voices be heard on how well you enjoy the show. This is so much appreciated as, again, you guys are the ones who enable us to do something that we all love to do. So please just help us spread the word around. Now, next week... The Denver Broncos are taking on the Houston Texans, and the Houston Texans are red hot. This is a Houston team that they're playing some really good football right now. They're on a winning streak. They came out. They started 0-3. They're now 5-3. They just really put it to the Miami Dolphins on Thursday night football. They've got a good young quarterback. They've got plenty of talent on that defense. But this is a team that has a big issue on their offensive side of the ball. And that's with their offensive line. Denver should be able to hopefully exploit this. Now, the issue with Deshaun Watson is he doesn't have the arm that Patrick Mahomes does, but he can still kill you outside of the pocket. If you're getting pressure on him, you need to be bringing him down. You can't just get the pressure and let him get out of the pocket because he's going to kill you for that. This is a Texans team that works so much on their scramble drills. This is a team, offensive team, that averages 4.1 yards per running play. So... This is an offense that's not hard to, that's not, or it's, this is an offense that's not easy to stop. They have some weapons. I mean, Hopkins, he's probably the best receiver in the NFL right now. He's so good. They don't turn the ball over often. So you just got to stop them. You can't let them move the ball. There's a big onus on the defense this week to really focus on stopping this cheat on this Texans defense. But this Broncos offense, they have to stick to what they do best. They have to really sell the run. They have to stick with the run, and they have to move the ball. If they want any chance of beating this Texans team, they've got to do those things. 
they have to stick with running the ball. They have to stick with what works. You cannot go into a bye week off of a loss, off of two straight losses. You can't go into a bye week, bye week losing what they started off. They started off winning two game, two winning their first two games. Then they went zero and four. Then they won a game. Then they lost a game. And they're sitting at three at five. You can't go into your bye week winning only one game out of your last seven. You can't. This is a team that they've got to do this. And playing at home should hopefully help because Denver will be back in front of the home crowd this week against the Texans. But Denver's definitely got to step up. Now, guys, there's still a little bit I want to talk about. I mean, obviously, there's still the trade deadline. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But before I do that, I want to holler at you guys about why you guys need to become a Mile Huddle VIP subscriber. Now, our approach at Mile Huddle, it's not just to covering and reporting the news, although we do pride ourselves on being able to relate to you all the breaking news as, on the Broncos as it's happening. What we really like to focus on is the in-depth player analysis, film review, X's and O's kind of stuff. And that stuff is behind a premium block. Now, to become a Mile High Huddle VIP and get access to 100, 100% of our written analysis and to our VIP insider forums, you guys just got to click at the green, green banner. You guys just got to click on the green banner at the top of the website, click monthly or annual option, and you guys are locked in. From there, you'll get access to everything we produce, which includes any insider information that we pick up along the way, which right now, there's actually quite a bit. We work hard to bring the best Broncos coverage and analysis on the web, which our X's and O's stuff on the Broncos is the best there is on the Broncos. We just ask for your support by becoming a VIP subscriber. Pull the trigger and you guys have my word, you will not be disappointed. Now, the last two topics I want to talk about is, obviously, I talked about Bill Musgrave. I'm not going to go back to that, but I'm going to talk about briefly about Vance Joseph and Joe Woods and the possibility of them getting fired and interim options. Now, as for Vance Joseph and Joe Woods, here's the issue that I have with Vance Joseph, not so much with Joe Woods, but with firing Joe Wo- or Vance Joseph, you have to find an interim, and there isn't an option on the Broncos right now. Gary Kubiak, he's not coming back to coaching. The Denver Broncos are not going to look at bringing Mike Shanahan back. I don't know why fans always go back to that. It's just not happening. And as for the other offensive coaches, I don't really trust anybody to step up as the interim head coach. Maybe the guy I trust the most is probably like Bill Kohler, but with him, I don't want to take him his focus away from the defensive line or from elsewhere, which I'll get to here in just a second. On the offensive side of the ball, it's Mike Sullivan. I mean, he's the guy, if I'm firing Bill Musgrave, he's the guy I'm looking at taking over the offensive coordinator duties. He's Mike Sullivan. Good quarterback coach. He knows how to, to work with these quarterbacks. He knows what he knows the right thing to do. He knows the strengths of the offense. So he's the guy that I would turn to. Hopefully he can turn things over for it. If not him, then maybe Curtis Modkins or Zach Kazani, the wide receiver, co- running back or receiver coach. Curtis Modkins would be a guy that I would definitely look at. He's It's very clear that he's doing something right with these running backs. Devontae Booker was a guy that, myself included, had many people willing to write off before the season, and he played a good game against the Chiefs. He ran tough. He didn't go down so easily. So maybe you hand it off to him. If anybody, I think that he definitely would make sure that the Broncos are running the ball first to set up the pass. So there's options to replace Bill Musgraves as the interim offensive coordinator. There's options to replace Joe Woods. Bill Kohler, that's the one guy I was thinking of. Um, that's why I mentioned talking about head coach about taking away from other things that he's doing, not just the defensive line. Bill Kohler is an aggressive coach who I would assume calls aggressive plays. He learned a lot from Wade Phillips, so maybe he's the guy to take over that if Joe Woods is fired. 
fired, but I'm just not seeing that guy to take over the interim head coach duties. Maybe the special teams coordinator, but right now you got to focus on fixing the special teams because that punter's garbage. Your return units have been struggling the last couple of weeks. Your coverage units have been struggling a little bit too. So you don't want to take away from that. So I know a lot of fans aren't happy with this, but I think that the best bet for the Broncos right now is to stick with Vance Joseph as the coach for the rest of the season. If they don't make the playoffs, he's fired. It doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs, so you're going to get a new coach. You're going to be in that whole thing in the end. Plus, with all these other things that are going on with the Broncos right now, you don't want to have a change of head coach. So look at changing our coordinators, not the head coach right now. There's just, just Again, it just comes down to the fact that you have interim candidates for offense coordinator and defense coordinator. You really don't with your head coach. So that's just that. But anyways, guys, that's going to wrap it up for me today. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Trickle Down Theories. Please leave a like and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Trickle. You can always reach me on there with any kind of question, and I'm more than willing to respond. I also have been back to doing periscopes. Again, it's I talk about this every week, but I do periscopes. Um, I do one before the game. I do one at halftime. I do one after the game, and I do a couple each week. Although for the next couple weeks, I probably won't be doing them during the week simply because I'm busy with work. But after the bye week, I'll probably be back to doing that. Anyways, I love the interaction with all you fans, listeners, and the readers of our content. And without your support, we wouldn't be here where we are. So we thank you for that. Also, please follow at MileIHuddle for all of our written work from MileIHuddle.com and at Huddle at Pod for all the podcasts that come out from not just my own, but Nick Kendall, Carl, Dum- Carl Dumblers, Chad Jensen, and Zach Kelberman's. Trust me, you guys, those are all great podcasts as well. Also, make sure you keep an ear out, as I said, for my periscopes that I've been doing. Hopefully, I'll be back into doing them as regularly as I was, but right now it's just back for the pregame, halftime, and postgame stuff. I had a great time with you guys. I hope you guys did as well. If you guys have any thoughts or opinions on what I said, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Eric Trickle, E-R-I-C-K-T-R-I-C-K-E-L. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Trickle Down Theories, and please have a wonderful day. You've been listening to Trickle Down Theories. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.